Hello. Hey, we are on the podcast. Welcome everybody to That Makes Sense. Um, today it is Christy and I, and we are going to be talking about boundaries. Um, so I was, um, I've been thinking about boundaries a lot lately. And Christy and I have actually been discussing what that means to each one of us um, in different parts of our lives, different relationships, in past seasons of our lives, and in the future, and um, what that looks like. And y'all know that you can go to TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all the platforms, and search for boundaries, and it is a hot topic right now, just like a narcissist, that's a big thing right now. You know how we have normally um, in our world, there's usually like a hot topic. And so I, I don't know if it's because I'm interested in boundaries, but I am hearing about boundaries everywhere. What about you, Christy? I think boundaries, I mean, as we are going, we're moving into that back to school thing. That's how I agree. My TikTok has been full of teachers getting on there and stressing how we have to have boundaries like the burnout rate is huge and high and that boundaries and this is how you do it and everybody's giving you some technique on how to do boundaries yeah yeah so you are so christy and i are both teachers she is in the book in the building teacher and I work from home I'm a virtual school teacher so um so but we both start back do you start Monday Christy yes I go I start doing PD on Monday is our week of PD you know okay and I do too I start back Monday as well so um and sometimes when you're a teacher we think or I can anyway. You can think everybody is in the chaos of going back to school, but we know everyone isn't. <laughs> there actually are people that aren't dealing with going back to school right now. And so they don't feel exactly the way we're feeling and haven't had, you know, a month or two off. Um, and then some have, um, you're not teachers, of course, and some of you don't have young kids and you're not even having to deal with that anymore. And you're probably glad. Yes, I mean, I will tell you that since my kids are grown and out of the house, the back to school is way different. Even with me going back to school is less, it's different. It's a different kind of stress than when everybody went back to school. Yes, it is very different. Um... It is very different. I don't know. Um, I think we talked about, and I don't know if you listened, but Christy and I had a podcast and we talked about friendship. And um, and I actually said she is a lot more passionate um, about being a teacher than I am. Not that I don't like what I do, but her passion is definitely more evident. And, um, and that's just different personalities too. And you're also starting a brand new job this year. Like yes. A whole new um thing so you're you are over like 
what is your what is your position exactly? What is the I title? am a math interventionist, so I okay. will be doing um, basically at the middle level for my seventh and eighth graders. They're going to be the kids that get an extra math class. So we will be working on skills that they're missing while keeping them current in their math class. And then uh, my fourth and fifth graders um, will be doing small group pulling out, working on some of the skills they might have missed. Okay. I am not a math interventionist. I just want to make that really clear. (laughs) Um, But I'm glad you are. And I'm glad you're passionate about it. Um, I I want everybody to like math. You know, I, it is true that it is, it would be better if we could get rid of the cliche statement in school that most kids say, and that is, I am not good at math. Yes. And I can totally relate because I said that, and then I went to college and I had to pass algebra and through tears and lots of workbooks and just getting through it. Um, it was, it is a really good feeling to say I can do math if I try really hard. Some of us just have to try a lot harder, um, to understand math, but we, we don't have to like it, but you can actually be good at some parts of math. Well, and I feel like if I can work with the younger ones, the fourth and fifth graders and build their confidence and it's okay to be wrong and it's okay not to know we will get there then it maybe will help alleviate some of the problems as they go on in their math career. Yeah. Yes. Well, um, okay. So it's a good place to start for us to talk about boundaries. Um, I want to start off with saying that Boundaries sometimes can sound like a scary word, like you are uh, deciding that you are going to be selfish and you are not allowing things in your life anymore. And so I'm setting the boundaries. And really, I want to flip that around. And I want to first say that when you are establishing boundaries, you are not saying that you have nothing to work on, that you are perfect, that you are um, above anybody else. You are actually saying, I want to be healthy. And because I have become more self-aware of what is healthy for me in my life, then I have decided to verbally profess boundaries. What can be inside and what cannot be inside. And we have unspoken boundaries in our lives anyway. But what I have been finding out and realizing is that um, unspoken boundaries, you know, those are okay, but spoken boundaries, when you actually make a decision of what's going to be in and what just can't be in because it's affecting me, it's making me anxious, it's making me angry, it's making me uncomfortable, it's making me not be like the character of Jesus, which is who I want to strive to be like, and it's affecting that, then it's, I think we have to come to a place where we say, okay, I need to verbalize, maybe write down um, where I need to have some guardrails in my life and establish some boundaries. And I want to say, even Jesus 
had boundaries. Well, I mean, you were talking about the unwritten boundaries. I think our unwritten boundaries are the ones that we use in what we would call polite society. Like you have your bubble and you're, if somebody steps into your bubble, you're going to adjust and not have a problem. Does that make sense? Like your unspoken ones are your polite society ones that we just do. But the ones when you verbalize them, I think goes into the, what makes it hard to verbalize them is it does with the people in your life, your relationship people. Because they're not unspoken. You know what I mean? Like, I think like we all have these unspoken boundaries and they're the ones that we use on the public. You know, like I just, yes, you you don't get to my bubble. I'll just back up. You know what I mean? We don't tell them you're in my bubble, but our family, we would have to be like, Hey, I need you to back off. You're in my bubble. So because we communicated when the relationship is there. That's really, really good because strangers, I mean, they don't care what our boundaries are. No, (laughs) they, they don't, we don't walk up to someone and say, Hey, um, you know, I need you to know, you know what my boundaries are. No, you're right. I'm glad you brought that up. That's a great point. It's the relationships that make it the hardest, especially relationships that have already been established for a long time and you're both comfortable with the way things have been. Um, But all of a sudden, what do you think, Christy, that makes us all of a sudden think, you know what? Um, I'm seeing that we need some boundaries here. Like, I don't know, for example, in a marriage or a friendship, what makes you, what do you think makes us like suddenly think that? I think it is your personal growth where you are doing something either um, seeking therapy, you're reading books, you're reading, spending more time in the Bible, you're listening to God and you're realizing that maybe some of the habits that you have set in that relationship are unhealthy. And so therefore you've got to set boundaries in order for you to continue to grow and for your mental health to be okay. I find it very, like that was really hard for me. And I've been working on that a lot within my therapy with my children. Yeah. Because your boundary as they grow up, you've got to, for your own mental health and your own outside relationships, your marriage and stuff like that, you've got to set boundaries that you might not have, they might not have ever had to have these boundaries because they were little. So you were consumed with them and you did drop things for them when they need, you know, but as they adult into adulthood, we have to add boundaries that no, 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 I'm not no longer you know, yes, I'm no longer that. Yeah. I'm no longer going to be that person um, that you can depend on all the time. Like I don't have to plan my day around what happens, what you need, you know, you, yeah, because they're adults. Yeah. That's hard. And I think that's really, but when you realize that in therapy, I realized that wasn't good for me or my children and that I had Mm -hmm. to start 
setting those boundaries, but I think it goes back to setting the boundaries in an old relationship goes back to you yourself growing and realizing, hey, maybe this isn't the best. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I mean, discipline, when I think of boundaries, you know, I think of the word discipline. And so it, when you just said that it's actually, it's not just for yourself, it's for the other person too. Um, You know, someone in my life, probably my mother had to set boundaries with me and maybe they were unspoken. You know, maybe it's, I depended on her in the beginning to make my doctor's appointments or or just whatever. I don't think I did, but you know, I probably forgot and she actually did. I don't know. But but she had some unspoken boundaries where she said, you know, here's the number. You call and make the appointment. And actually setting those helps children to mature. Um, and it gives you your freedom back, which is what you're supposed to have. And it's um, gives the other person a responsibility to respect the boundaries too, you know. Um, But I think it's because, I mean, I think we develop that because we're growing and like we're changing. mm -hmm. Everybody is always, we should be, I shouldn't say everybody is, we should always be growing and changing and, you know, we talked about the cycles of friendships. Last time we spoke, you know, those friendships change over time because our situation changes and because our situation, we should also be um, growing. And that sometimes means you have to do that difficult thing by saying, I need some boundaries. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this for you and, or I've been accepting this behavior or, and, and, And sometimes that can make you look like, well, it can actually bring offense there. And um, offense is terrible if it's picked up. It is a ploy of the devil. It's where he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It's offense is like an open door. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like a bait, bait actually, where um, it's set down in front of us. And when someone comes to us and says, hey, I'm... I've really been growing in this area and I need to set some boundaries here um, because of, you know, the change in me and um, that other person may hear that and take offense to that. And that has to be something that we might want to consider before verbalizing boundaries. We are probably going to risk something when we set them depending on what the relationship is. But we have to, we have to say, if we just, let's just talk about behavior from someone, you know, in whatever relationship that might be. Uh, Maybe your relationship with the Lord is like just really growing and you're getting stronger and you have a friend you've been friends with for years and they're just, you know, maybe a little stagnant, just not growing. You know, we all grow at different paces and different seasons, seasons and Maybe there's like, you know, you've realized y'all gossip a lot and you've decided, I really know I've done this in the past a lot and I need to stop. So I'm going to have to call myself out and acknowledge that I know I've done it, but I'm deciding I don't want to do that anymore. And you're risking that other person maybe saying, 
well, who do you think you are? I'm, you know, I'm not going to be your friend anymore or whatever. Or maybe disappearing for a while and then coming back later. I mean, that may happen. And I think considering the risk before we verbalize the boundaries by writing them down, it's probably a really good practice. Yes, because there is a risk. There is a huge risk, especially in an established relationship that's been there for a long time it's hard I mean you have people that are in your life that you have you know there are people in my life that were in my life but because of me moving into a different stage or situation or growth I needed to put them in a different category which required me to set boundaries Mm mm-hmm yeah. And those boundaries, you're absolutely right. Boundaries, when you set your boundaries, it does sometimes, Satan uses it to tell that other person, they're being selfish, they're mm-hmm. being, it's all about them, they think they're blah, 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 blah. But I do, I agree, it's a ploy of Satan that's just trying to get you, their eyes off of what's really needed. Yeah, when really the purpose, I mean, like the intent is because you want to be healthy. You don't want to feel anxious. You don't, you're, you're we're striving for the character of Jesus. <laughs> we're striving to be fruitful in our lives. And, and to be fruitful, we have to um, ingest fruitful character. We have to learn how to adjust. We have to learn how to um to accommodate. We have to learn um, how to change. We have to learn how to be sad in the change. And, um, and, but through all of that, in setting them, we actually, you know, we will actually grow in that. And that is the heart. That's one of the hardest parts for me. I don't know about you, but when I want to say, you know what, I don't want to be in this space anymore. Um, because I feel like I'm not growing here, then I, when I risk something there, I may not see the fruit of that until much, much later. And I think that's what's really hard because we want to just be like, okay, I established my boundary and everything's good. But if you lose something from that, um, like I was talking about that friend earlier, if you lose that friend, then you have lost all the other great things about that friend. I mean, it wasn't just that that friend gossiped, that y'all gossip together and she or he might get offended. You're having to consider, this is the only part of our friendship I don't like, but I like so many other things about you. And so when I decide to set that boundary, you're risking losing all the good things too. And that's really hard. And that's what, I mean, I think scares a lot of people. I... I am a people pleaser deep down in my soul. I'm a people pleaser working on yeah. therapy. And so boundaries are huge problem for me because I don't want people not to like me. And yeah. when you sometimes set those boundaries and you tell someone, no, I can't do that. Or I don't feel like that's something I should do or something like that. You rep, you risk that rejection and they might not yeah. like you. Yeah, that is very true. 
and you and you have to be willing to risk that and that's tough and that's where we like you said earlier we just we may say oh you know what it's okay i'm just gonna avoid the person and or i'm just gonna stay in it and maybe be silent or i'm just gonna because I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want them to be mad at me. So, and then that stunts our growth. Yes. And we're not we're not able to move forward. And I don't know if you're like, I, sometimes I look back, um, Facebook is a good place for this. And then sometimes I take voice memo. I record myself in my voice memos on my phone. And I have them all the way back from like five years ago. And I'll think... I've listened to a couple and I'm like, have you grown? Have you grown any since that time? Like, have you, have you set some boundaries? And I think Christy and I both have dogs around. Um, do. I, can you hear yeah. my squeaking away over there yes. on his squeaky toy? Yes. Yeah. And I'm throwing a ball here. Um, <laughs> but we have to say, I am no longer willing to accept this pattern or behavior. And if we're speaking to an adult, um, each one of us is responsible for how we determine our health. It's healthy. Healthy relationships have healthy boundaries. And if one of you has come to the revelation that something is very unhealthy and the other person hasn't, it's not our job to change that person. It's not our job to point out that they need to change too and have the revelation that we've had. It's just our job personally to set our own roles for our life. Our own, yeah. You said yesterday you were talking about how you were struggling with setting boundaries and you you would just, if the people would just listen to you and your boundaries, you would change them. Mm-hmm. You would, yep. they, you know, they, yes. they would do what you said. They would change and they could, you know, have this, which is the exact opposite of why, how I don't, when I'm struggling with my boundaries, it's not because I want them to change. I spend so much time trying to fit into what their boundaries are and what they're, that I lose myself. Like I don't, I try to meet what they need me to be and not protecting my boundaries to fit in with them, to join them, to be so that they will like me, that I end up worse off because now I have no boundaries. I'm trying to be what they need me to be instead of who God created me to be. That's really good. And I just end up with an empty cup and then I'm no, that empty cup is empty and I can't take care of myself or the people that I am supposed to be helping. Does that make sense? It may, no, it actually, yes, I mean, it makes perfect sense. And I think we can all relate with that just a little bit. I know I can. Um, I can be that person sometimes that, if, especially if I am forced to be in an environment I don't really want to be in. Um, and that may be with work or, you know, just something like that. Like, I don't want to be there. I have to be there. So, uh, I'm going to have to totally not be my true authentic self here and just stand here. And if I stand here and I don't talk, then I'm rude. So I'm going to have to join in this conversation. I don't care about, (laughs) and I can relate to it like that. Um, 
and I know that you're think you're coming from a totally different perspective, but you know that just makes me think of in Psalm 139 where we are told that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And because we are, because we are fearfully and wonderfully made, we're unique. Um, we really have to stop and ask ourselves a lot of questions. Is this healthy for me? Is me stopping and reflecting before we just walk into a room and think that we have to be liked, you know, or noticed or accommodated or whatever, and then giving people thoughts when they don't give us what they want, which I think you've talked about that before too, with the people pleasing. Oh, I mean, it is, you know, you go into the situation and instead of, you know, our goal is to be as close to Christ-like as we can, but if we're going into a situation where we're worried about the outcome and we're not respecting our boundaries and we're worried about whether they're going to like us when really that might not be God's purpose for us in that situation. And so, and I think God wants us to be healthy. And so that's when you said the question, is this healthy for me? I think Mm -hmm. that's how we need to look at some of the situations we go into and we're doing, you know, is this something that is healthy for me? Healthy in my relationship with God, healthy in my lifestyle, healthy for my marriage. You, You know, I think that's the question we need to ask a lot more than we do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that we, and that's where I really need to work because I am, I'm a little bit on the impulsive side. Um, but you know, through a lot of different things that I have added to my life in really the past year where I don't feel like I have to be so busy all the time or fast. I really am thinking of the word fast, um, where I have become better at self-reflecting, um, just being mindful of who I spend my time with. And I mess up all the time. I mean, I, look, I'm saying all this, like I have developed all these things because listen, it's because I needed to, and it's because, um, I, I love life and I like to, I don't want to miss any of it. So I, where you are a people pleaser, I am a yes person. And that's a little bit different. It kind of sounds the same, but it's, it's not. I, I am yes to opportunities rather than yes to specific people. I want to experience things, all of it. I want to go everywhere and I don't want to miss out. And so I've had to set boundaries. You know, we're talking about setting boundaries with other people. I've had to set them within myself too. Um, when I want to join something, try something new, go somewhere, um, because I get really excited and I become super important. Yeah. When, when I needed to, um, you know, say no to that. So anyway, we, we could, there's value in boundaries too. I want to talk about that. So let's talk about the payoff of setting boundaries. Um, I think, I mean, the payoff is, I mean, cause I, I mean, I'm spending lots of time in therapy about boundaries because I don't have any, I don't have boundaries and that, 
when you say boundaries of like, hey, I can't do this or I need this, you sound selfish and you're not people pleasing and all of that. But one of the benefits is, I think with boundaries is you're determining your, is your worth. You're understanding your worth in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes. That your boundaries. I mean, if you set boundaries, then you are not wasting, you're not busy all the time just yeah. to be busy or because you didn't want to tell someone no or whatnot. And you're more mindful. I've noticed that this summer, you know, with my boundaries, I'm not always the one to say, Hey, let's go do this. Or I've got to be busy every day. And that has given me more time to spend in my word and, or in his word in the Bible and, and, you know, just doing things that I relaxing and all that where I've established that boundary but I think when you get those good boundaries it's you are determining that you are listening and saying I am worth something yeah yeah that's really really good it it reminds me in um in Colossians and this is the passion translation your hearts can soar with joyful gratitude when you think of how God made you worthy to this inheritance freely given to us by living in the light. And I think that just goes with what we've been talking about. If I don't set boundaries with people, with myself, with saying, you know, extra duties at work, whatever it may be, fun things, even fun things. You know, saying no to, I'm not going to go kayaking all day today because I really need to, uh, I need to spend time in my Bible study or I need to spend time with my friend, whatever that may be. You know, I can't, I have to say no to fun things too. But I think when it says freely given to us by living in the light, when we add too many things to our lives without boundaries, it kind of takes me out of the light. I feel like, I feel like I'm overwhelmed and I'm not living there. Well, and if you're so busy and you haven't established your good boundaries, you might be so focused on something outside your boundaries that you miss the opportunity that God is placing before you to be a blessing or a help or to inspire someone because you were so busy and you didn't have that boundary. Yeah. You know, because you, you go to the gym all the time and, you know, you make that a priority. But if you, you know, you, there might be somebody there that needs that to see you and your consistency and all of that. And if you didn't make that a priority in your boundaries, mm-hmm. you yeah. might miss that. Which meant I had to maybe say no to something else and say yes to that. Um I, I was talking about that yesterday, um, you know, in part one of boundaries and, you know, when Jesus had to say no to the people in the town he was currently in, so he could say yes to the next town where he was headed because he knew his purpose. He knew where he was going. He knew because he had prayed about it. He had woke up that morning, spent time with his father 
and he only knew his boundaries because I'm sure that was really hard for him to say no. Boundaries are not easy, um, but he had to say no so he could say yes. Well, and that I, when you said that yesterday, I just kept thinking, had he listened to where, you know, these people need you, he probably could have never left that area because there was always going to be someone there who needed Jesus. Yeah. And so then therefore the rest of the area, the next town wouldn't get to experience their miracle or their benefit of Jesus. Had he stayed there and he didn't have that boundary, like my time here is done. It's time for me to move on because I've got the mission. He would have stayed there forever. And only that group of people would have experienced Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And he need I mean, he needed to go there because that, I mean, the gospel had to be spread. And so, and it was, it became a ripple effect. I mean, look at us today from that, because Jesus said no, so he could say yes. And look at us today. (laughs) Because if you, you know, I mean, if we don't have good boundaries, you, you're going to miss something. You're not going to be able to help somebody that you need to help. If I'm always saying yes, 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 I might miss, have too much yes and end up missing a student that just needs that smile every day. Yeah. But I was in a hurry to go help somebody to be their yes person. Yes. And it's, you're so right. And I, I really want to remember that, that, when I really want to say yes, because sometimes I really, I mean, actually most of the time, I i really do. I really tried to make it a point this summer with being off for a bit to, instead of me saying, I need to go to the lake today because it's summer and I need to go hiking today because it's summer. I asked myself questions. Do I really want to do that today? Is that what I need to be doing today? Or am I just doing that because I think I'm supposed to? And that's silly for some people. I don't know if anybody else can relate with that, but I will do things a lot of times because I think I should, because that's what I don't want to miss out. And it's summer and I need to go do all these things. But there was so much peace in me setting that boundary for myself and saying, you know what? I don't have, I don't really want to do that today. Um, and I'm just, I want to read today and, or I want to, you know, just walk around my neighborhood and eat ice cream. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just like permission to say no to the things you actually think you're supposed to do because you've always done that. And that's growth. Well, yeah, because you're, you're supposed to do it's summer vacation. So you've got this as a teacher, we have this checkoff list of everything we've got to accomplish over summer. Mm-hmm. But it might not be the best and healthy for our mental health and to be the relaxing, what we need to do to recoup for the next year. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, Well, I want the last, you know, a few things I just want us to remember from this conversation is there is value in boundaries and the payoff of the loss that may and may or probably will happen Um, there is value later. You may not feel the value and the, the gift that you're going to get 
and just gain from those boundaries, but it will come at a later time. It may be a week, it may be a year, it may be five years. We don't know. And remember, everything comes for God's good. God's not going, you're not going to lose that friend or that person that God's not going to have something in place. Yes. Yep. It might not be immediate, but he's not going to leave us hanging. No, he does work all things for our good, for those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. And sometimes we don't see that good until much later. Um, I want to leave us with this. Uh, Colossians 2, 26. A secret surprise that has been concealed from the world for generations, but now it's being revealed, unfolded, and manifested for every holy believer to experience. Living within us is the Christ, the expectation of glory. And I want to feel that. I want to know that. I want to expect that. I want to live that. I want to strive for that. And to, to be able to reach all of those things, Let's take from today that we can't change people, but we can establish boundaries um, and that there's value there. And it doesn't mean, again, that we are saying that we don't need improvement. It's actually for the health of ourselves and for relationships. Well, and, and, and the boundary is not saying you're not saying I have boundaries because you got it all together and you're perfect. It's your setting boundaries so that you can continue to grow and improve yourself. Exactly. Exactly. So good. Okay. Well, I think, um, I think this was a good conversation. Um, I Absolutely. hope we hope that it helps someone out there. Um, if you're struggling, um, just to take a look, take a minute and kind of assess your relationships. First, just assess your, reflect on yourself. That's number one. That's the most important thing to do. Um, Write some things down um, that maybe you need to um, reflect on and just kind of, you know, think about, is this healthy for me right now? Is this activity healthy for me? Is this person healthy for me? Am I healthy for them? Um, Because yeah, sometimes I know that I might not be the best at respecting somebody else's boundaries either. Exactly. Exactly. And we looking at ourselves is always the number one thing we should do. Always looking at ourselves. We cannot change people. We can always improve ourselves. The tiniest little change um, is is improvement. It doesn't have to be big and huge. It can be the tiniest um, thing for you. And that's different for all of us. So um, Anyway, thank you, Christy. Thank you for having me, Monica. Yeah, it was a good conversation. And um, go ahead and hit the follow button and join us next time on That Makes Sense. Y'all have a great rest of the day. Bye.